Today's daf is daf Samach Zion. We're holding four lines down from Samach Zion Amir Aleph. We mentioned yesterday that there is a concept of Shinoi Hashem, that if uh, something has changed in a way that it is now defined by a different name, that is enough to change the essence of the item. And in, in certain cases, it actually, we said, that now makes it, uh, that it belongs to, let's say, the Ganev. In a case, we said, the touch discussed over there, is it together with Yush, without Yush? But the point is, there is this concept that a Shinoi has the capacity that it is, changes the essence, the, the, the way we call it, the definition of how we, we call it, changes it in terms of even, uh, in certain cases, in terms of ownership. Now, uh, we're going to show a halakhic parallel to where the name can have an impact. Uh, but but the one is going to question, we said yesterday that in order for it to be a significant shina shame, it cannot be something that is chosel brioso, that's something that like a, a, a beam that you can just take it out of the... Uh, out of the roof, and then you take it out of the roof, it goes back to being called what it was before. It has to be a permanent change, not a change that is going to, uh, not, not a change that, uh, that is only temporary. So they want to ask questions this idea. You're telling me that as long as it's not something that uh, is temporary, that it can go back to the way it was, it's considered to be a permanent change and it has a, a halachic legal change in status. The one has as follows, is that we're dealing right now, the one uh, compares it to a situation of a mikvah. We know that a mikvah, you cannot, it's disqualified if you use maim sha'uv. It means if you have water that's drawn in a vessel and you dump that water into the mikvah, that is a disqualified mikvah. You can't fill a mikvah with water drawn into a mikvah. So chorah, also pipes, pipes is a vessel too. So if you have pipes that the water leads from the pipes into the mikvah, we're disqualified because that's considered like going through a vessel. That's maim sha'uv, drawn with a vessel. So it has to be a natural body of water that's collected in without going through the uh, intermediary of a vessel. So what we're discussing over here is that if a person takes a block of wood and carves out a, uh, a, 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 a hollows it out, so now it's like a pipe, so if water goes through this block into the mikvah, that would disqualify it as ma'am sha'uvim. However, we're going to see that if you uh, put this block into the ground and you carve it out in the ground, in such a case, we don't consider that to be a disqualification of ma'am sha'uvim. And what the one is going to ask is as follows, is that we know that a block of wood uh, is initially, it's called a block. When you hollow it out, it's called a pipe, right? So the Gemara wants to know that if there is some level of significance to the change of a name, so then why should it be that if you put the block in the ground and then you hollow it out, is that it should be not, it should not disqualify because of Mayim Shuvim. At the end of the day, even while it's in the ground and it's hollowed out, 
people still will refer to it as a pipe. They'll change from calling it a block to a pipe, even if you hollowed it out while it's in the ground. So the Chorah, if Shino Hashem is considered to be significant, so then this should be considered Mayim Sha'uvim, whether you hollowed it out, out before you put it into the ground, or whether you hollowed it out once it's in the ground. Either way, if people start referring to it as a pipe, it should have the significance that it should be considered Mayim Sha'uvim. That's the Gemara's question. Let's see it inside. So Gemara asks as follows, Vaharet Sinor, a pipe. Initially, it's a block of wood. And now, it's referred to as a pipe. Vitanya, we learned in a brisa. If they took, you took a block of wood and you hollowed it out. And then you put it into the ground. That will disqualify the mikvah because it's viewed as water going through a pipe. And that is Maim Shuvim, which disqualifies. But kavai, but if you put the block first into the ground, will and then you carve it out. So then the way uh, Mefarshim explained is, it's like you're digging into the ground. You're not digging into the block of wood. It's like you're making a hole in the ground, and therefore ain't a bozlas mikvah. Therefore, that's not viewed as mayim shuvim. Now the amar chino milsi. But if you tell me that the way people define something has significance in terms of how we view it halachically. So I feel the color of course, even if you put it into the ground, and if you tell me that when you're digging into the wood now, it's like digging into the ground, it's like making a hole in the ground, which is not going to be a problem of Maim Shaluvim, the it should still be considered disqualified. Why? Because the still people will refer to it as a pipe. Even after it was hollowed out while in the ground. So why, if you hold that Shina Hashem is significant, don't we disqualify the, the, the uh, hollowed out wood, even if you hollowed out it after you put it into the ground? And even if we view that as not like making a pipe, but it looks like you're digging a hole in the ground for the water to run along, but at the end of the day, people will look and will call that hollowed out piece of wood in the ground like a pipe. If you leave it the name of a pipe, they'll call it uh, a tsinor. So when it says like this, technically you're right. However, and this is going to be subject to at least three different shitas in, in, in the poskim, but, but since Maim Shu'uvim itself is only dirabonon, so therefore they were more lenient and allowed you to use this pipe if it was hollowed out when it was already in the ground. So then, Shani Sheiva de Midrabonani, since the disqualification of Mayim Shaluvim is only Durabonan, therefore they were more lenient, even though, yes, people will refer to it as a pipe. So technically, then you could argue that it should still have a status of Mayim Shaluvim, but since Mayim Shaluvim itself is only a Durabonan disqualification, they did not. Uh, they, 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 uh, they, they were not stringent with it and allowed it to pass. It was hollowed out in the ground. Now, what does it mean that Maim Shu'uvim is only Durabonon? So Rashi says like this. Rashi's shita is that what does it mean it's only Durabonon? Meaning if you have a mikvah, that the whole mikvah is formed for Maim Shu'uvim, then Rashi learns that's supposed to arise. When is it puzzle de Rabbonon? It's puzzle de Rabbonon if, let's say, you have less than 40 saw. If you have less than 40 saw, which is the amount you need for mikvah, so to get to the 40, you put in Maim Shu'uvim. So the halacha is, if you put Maim Shu'uvim before it hit 40, you have to replace the whole 40. 
He can't say, well, I'm going to make, let's say you put in uh, three, uh, three lugim. So you know what? I'll make it 40 saw and three lugim. I'll add three kosher lugim to offset the three. No, it doesn't work that way. If in the first 40, there's gimel lugim of she'uvim, it disqualifies the, the, it disqualifies the mikvah. You have to replace all four, the, the whole amount that's there. Now, but if you already hit 40 saw of kosher, and then you dump my, uh, uh, for the Mayim Shu'uvin in it. So in such a case that at most, at most, it might be a problem of of, of Mayim of uh, 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 You know, you have to discuss exactly what's the scenario because there's such a thing as Nashika that when the water touches the water, it becomes kosher water. We're not, I'm not going to get into that. But Raji learns that there are the disqualification the Dirabonin disqualification is only up to the 40, but if all 40 of it is Mayim Shu'uvin, that would be disqualified Dirabonin. There are others, I believe it's, uh, maybe it's the Shita of the, uh, the Rivet maybe, that holds that all 40, that even when it's all 40 of Mayim Shu'uvin, that itself would only be Absul Dirabonin. Meaning a, a swimming pool would be only, the rice would be okay, but Rabbonin, it's possible. You have to have Maim Shu'uvim. That's, that's a very lenient shita. And there's, a, there's, there's other shitas over here too. There's a third shita, we're not going to get into it. But anyway, since it's only Absul the Rabbonin, the rabbis were lenient if, uh, when it came to, even though it's called a pipe, but if it was carved out in the ground, we don't, we, we, we give you a break on it. So Gemara says like this, if so, I feel the then why in the first part don't they give you a break? When you carved it out and then stuck it into the ground. Why don't we say at the end of the day you put it into the ground, the fact that people still call it a pipe, okay, but it's in the ground now, I mean, it's buckled to the ground now. Why don't they give you a leniency in such a case? So they're not me. So Gemara says the difference is as follows. In the case where it was already called a vessel before you put it into the ground. So the Psul de Rabbonin already began. The Psul de Rabbonin began before you put it into the ground. So therefore, in such a case, they're going to be strict and you don't get a break and it'll become disqualified with Mayim Shu'uvim even after you put this pipe into the ground. But in the, fir- in the second scenario, when you put the block into the ground, at that point, it wasn't called a vessel. So therefore, at that point, really, there was no disqualification. It's only after you dug out from the ground, so then it becomes a problem. So therefore, if it's already become a vessel before you put it into the ground, so then putting it to the ground doesn't take away the stigma. But if it wasn't a vessel at the time you put it into the ground, it only became a vessel, it's called a vessel after you put it into the ground, so then they gave a leniency, because since my Shum is on the Rabbonin, they were lenient and allowed you to use that, to, to allow you to use it under that circumstance. All right, that's the one answer. So, so why in the ratio don't they give you the leniency? There before you put it into the ground, it already was called a vessel. But Talish, when it was separated from the ground, it was called a vessel. But Hacha in the Sefer, ain't but Talish. It was not, it was a block before you put it into the ground. So it never had that stigma. It doesn't look like you're using a vessel of to create Mayim Shu'uv and Mikvah because it's only after you put it into the ground, then it, then it becomes called a, a, a vessel. At that point already, they gave you the leniency. All right, let's go right to it. The one has the following question. Hagana v'hagazlan v'anas. 
whether a person is a ganav, whether he's a goslin, a surreptitious stealing is the ganav, person steals with a per, uh, in, it's like a robbery, where a strong arm robbery, the person you know the person is. Anas is even, uh, is, is we had that before, that's the same as a chamsan, where he throws the money at you and he basically says, you need to take this or else I'm going to hurt you. And he even could be market, market this, the fair market value, but you didn't want to sell it, but he basically makes you an offer you can't refuse. So now, on Hegdish, when the Ganav, the Gazan, or the Anas, Makdish, the item, it's considered Hegdish. And Trumas and Truma, in a case where it was a Tevo, and they separated the Truma, the Truma is considered to be Truma. Umas Rose and Meiser, and when they separate Meiser, it is considered to be Meiser. Now, the Gemara's question over here is that we had before the, a, a, the Shita that said that, uh, uh, that uh, um, Yush is not, Yush on its own does not uh, create a change in the, uh, in, in, in the ownership of an item. Yush Kedilo Kani. All right? That was, I believe, Rabbi Yosef's sheet that we had before. Now, the Gemara understands over here that obviously it cannot be talking about where the owner did not, was not Meyayish. Because if you steal someone's thing and he was not Meyayish, so you, the thief doesn't own it. The thief doesn't own it. How's, can, how can he go ahead and make it Hegdish? How can he separate Truma? How can he separate Meyayish? He doesn't own it. So it must be talking about a scenario where we heard or we know that this is the norm, that in these situations, the owner must have been Mayayish. Either we heard him be Mayayish, or we know that he was Mayayish because of most people are Mayayish in the circumstance. Now, it, now the, the person's Magdish, or separates Trumas and Maiser, we understand why it works. So this is a Kasha and Rabbi Yosef, because Rabbi Yosef said that Yush doesn't work. And here, if Yush doesn't work, then how could he be Magdish, Magdish, separate Trumas, separate Maiser? So Moses says like this, it's true that Rabbi Yosef says that Yush on its own doesn't work, but this person, he gave the item a new name by calling it Hegdish, by calling it Truma, by calling it Meiser, so it's Yush together with a Shin Hashem. That we said yesterday, that's the way Tosus learned the Sugya yesterday, is that is that he's held on its own, but together, collectively, and there's at least three different sheets how it works collectively, what happens in a different order, depending on the Cheshman, but the point is that Yush with Shin Hashem, Rabbi Yosef will agree does work. So when it says, Amri Hasam Ika Shin Hashem, that over there, it's not just Yush on its own. There's a use with the Shin Hashem, the Mikara Tivla, because before it's known as Tevo, Vahashta, now it's known as Truma. Uh, right? Uh, in the case of Hegdesh, Mikara Chulin, before it's known as Chulin, Vahashta Hegdesh. So therefore, or, uh, or the Meiser, before it's known as Tevo, now it's known as Meiser. So there was not just use on its own, but it's a use with the Shin Hashem, with, with the Shin Hashem, I'm sorry, and therefore that is why it works. Amarav Chista, Amarav Yonason, Minayin L'Shinoi Shu Kona. How do we know this concept that a Shinoi, that if you make a significant change in an item, then the Ghana becomes the new owner of the item? Shenemar, we had this before, Pazim says, V'heishim is Akzeila, that it says that he has to return the item that he stole. So Matam L'Shara Shagazah, why does the Torah have to add the words, Asher Gazal? Obviously, if he says he has to return the, the-, the theft, it means the theft that he stole, right? So why does it have to add a shegazal? So the, the, the drosha is, if it's the same exact way 
as it was when he stole it, then he's obligated to give it back. But but if there's been a change to it, so it's no longer the same item that he stole, so then then all he has to pay is the value of it. He has to give the money for it, but he gets to keep the item because of there was a shinu. So you see from here the concept that shinu is konen. So it says the more like this, the Chorah, you're darshaning from the extra words of Asher Gozal. Asher Gozal, you're saying, is redundant to teach me that the Shinu was Kona. So Moses says, but hi, Asher Gozal, we already need it for something else. What do we need it for? So we learned a couple of days ago that if a person steals something and then he swears falsely concerning it, he has to return it and then he admits. He has to give back the principal Plus he has to add a fifth, and he has to bring a carbon. So we're gonna see that the Gemara brings down a brysa that if, what happens if your father stole the item? And he swore falsely, and he admitted, and before he's able to return anything, he dies. So the son has a responsibility to return the item that the, the, the principle that was stolen, he should return to the owner. But the, the, the son does not have the responsibility to pay the chomish, to add the fifth that the father would have been responsible to pay if he would still be alive. And how do we know that? Because the pasuk there talks about that, it, talking about the, that where he swore falsely and he has to give back the fifth. And it says, Asher Gazal, that he stole. But if he's returning an item that his father stole, he does not have to pay an additional fifth. But the point we're saying is that Asher Gazal, that he stole, that's what it's being used for. So how do you learn from here that it's only if it's the, in the state that it was when he stole it to teach me Shinui is Kona, I, we needed to teach me that you don't have to pay a Chomesh for the theft of your father. So therefore, Moses says, I, the Chorah, uh, we, we need it for something else. What do we need it for? That it was a theft that was made by, by your, your perpetrated by the father. That you don't have to pay the fifth for the father's theft. So what it says like this, is that both drushas can be learned from this. Because if all it was here to focus on the fact that you only add the fifth where you stole, then it says, Should have said he returns his theft. Should have said his theft, his theft would have been enough. His theft, not his father's theft. You could have just added a vav. Heshev, instead of saying Heshev is a, 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 a gazel, instead of saying Asher gazel, just say, but Heshev is gazeloi. So why do you have to write the extra words of Asher gazel? Lamali, Lamechta, what's it needed for? Shmaminatarti. So therefore, you can learn both things. So the first version of this brysa is holding like the sheet that Shinu is Kona and not only is Shinu Kona we also learn from here is that you don't have to pay a homage on the theft of your father now the Ikad Amri holds that Shinu actually is not Kona I believe this was Beishamai's sheet that we had and it could be that that then and what is what what is how, how do you do, deal with this pasuk? So the bride of Mamash is a little difficult because it's exactly the opposite of what we just said. How do we know that a Shinui does not have the capacity to acquire? That's what Beishamah Shita was uh, a couple of days ago by Esnanzona. Uh, you have to return the gzela v'komakom. Hezvagzela means under all circumstances, no matter what it looks like, you have to return it. At least if there's something in any way connected to the way it was, you have to return it, even if there's been a shinui. 
Ah, What do you do with the fact that the Torah says Asher Gozal? Doesn't that seem to say that it has to be the way it was? No. The words Asher Gozal is needed to teach me that it's only where he stole it. That's where you add the fifth. But so the two versions exactly opposite. The first version learns by Shiva Zakzela Sher Gozal, Adafkiv, it's the way that it was when you stole it. And we also have a way of learning from there that you only pay homage on Gezel Aviv, on Gezel Atman, on Gezel Aviv. The second way of learning, you return it under all circumstances, no matter what Shino has happened to it, because Shino is not Kona. The Asher Gozal is teaching me that only Gezel Atman you pay the homage, not on Gezel Aviv. So that's the two sheep, Beishamai Besilo, are the two versions here. Amar Ula. No. How do we know that Yush is not Kona? So this was Rabbi Yosef's Shita that we said yesterday. Yosef disagreed. The Tana, the Chachamim Shita, the Tanakama learned is that Yush is Kona and the only Shiloh was is a Darabon and Daraisa. And Rabbi Yosef came along and said, no, Yush is not Kona. Yush on its own is not Kona. And so Ula now is bringing a proof for Rabbi Yosef Shita, the Minayin Yusha Eina Kona. Shenemar, the Pazik says like this, the Navi is castigating B'nai Yisroel for not offering Hashem korbonis from their best stuff, but they leave their, 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 their inferior uh, items to bring korbonis with. It's the Navi Malachi. All right, it says, You'll bring that which is stolen, that which is lame, that which is sickly, so therefore, you, you, the Navi says you're bringing stolen and lame stuff to the base of Migdash. Now, the fact that juxtaposes stolen to lame, what's the juxtaposition teach me? That stolen is similar to when it is lame. Just as if it's lame, so that's a mum cannot be corrected if an animal has. A, uh, a, it, it, it is lame, a three-legged animal. There's no way to fix that. So too, if it's stolen, so too also, there is no way to fix it. Now, I, what do you mean there's no way to fix it? Lechora, stolen doesn't have to necessarily be a problem. If you hold Yush is Kona, so then you should say, stolen could be okay if there was Yush, that we had cheetahs like that, that when it's Yush, then, 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 then it should be okay. So therefore, you see from this Brysa that it says that Gozel is similar to, stolen is similar to lame, so just as, just as uh, lame cannot be fixed, so to stolen cannot be fixed. Doesn't matter before Yush, doesn't matter after Yush. It cannot be fixed. Now there's a Rebbeinu Tam over here that opens up a whole can of worms. We're not going to get into it completely. I just want to share with you. He learns that the reason why you cannot bring a stolen carbon, even if there was Yush, is because of Mitzvah Baba Veira. He learns the problem is that since this was procured through an Aveira, that's why it cannot work. So specifically in this case, Yush won't work because it's a mitzvah baba Aveira, but not, uh, the re disagrees, not everybody holds like that, that that's what it's, uh, it's only applying here, where it is a mitzvah baba Aveira. There's opinions that mitzvah baba might only be Durabonon, not Durabonon, but uh, let, let, let's, let's leave that for now, just food for thought. Now, Says it more like this. Rava Amar Mihacha. Rava says you have another source 
that can teach me that Yush uh, can't work. The Pazak says, by, in, in the beginning of, 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 of Vayikra, it says, Kiyakriv uh, Karbanai, person who brings his carbon. From there we learn, Karbanai, we had this drosha yesterday. So it's Karbanai Veloha Gozel, can't be stolen. Now, why do I need a person to tell me you cannot bring a stolen animal as a carbon? So the Chayra Amos, what is the Pasuk talking about? If it was before Yush, obviously I cannot make a carbon out of an animal that I stole if it's not mine. So what do I need the Pasuk teaching me if it's before Yush? Pshita. So Lama Likra. So what do I need the Pasuk for that? Elulav must be teaching me that even though it's after Yush, you stole it, the person was meyayish, there's a havamina to think that since he was meyayish, now it becomes mine, and therefore I can go ahead and bring as a carbon. Shema Mino teaches me no. Karbona v'loha gazel, even after yush, you cannot bring it. So Shema Mino, yush lakani. So from here you see that the yush was not effective to allow it to become yours, to be able to bring it as a carbon. Shema Mino. The problem with this is, yesterday, Rava, this was asked as a kasha, that how can you tell me that Yush is Kona? So the Chora, so then how does, why can't you bring it as a carbon? And Rava said that, that that's not shot in the Brysa. Karbona Velar Gazel is not talking about where you stole an animal and you're trying to be mocked to shit. It was talking about Rava learned you stole a person's carbon. When you steal someone's carbon and then you try and bring it, not only doesn't work for you, obviously, but it doesn't even work for the person whose carbon it was. That's how Rava got out of it. That you can't bring a riot from this. So in the Chayra, uh, someone says like this, for, uh, how can Rava say that from here you see Yush is not Kona, the the He learned yesterday that it's talking about a case not where you stole an animal and tried to be mocked to shit. It's talking about where you actually stole the carbon of your friend. So, so how could he now be saying a complete, the complete opposite? So Bay. So either you could say that Rava himself retracted. Now it's not clear which one is the retraction. But the point is that it could be that the, the, the one is before uh, uh, the one is before the retraction, one is after the retraction, right? Or else you could say that Chad Minayu Rav Papa Amra that Rav had a, a Talmud Rav Papa. Now, very often when Talmidim say things, so they get mixed up with the Rebbeim, because they're so used to saying things in the name of the Rebbeim, so when, so when it's a Talmud says it, they say it was the Rebbe that said it. So it could be that these two, one held that Yush is Kona, and one held that Yush is not Kona, and one learned the Pesach's talking about Korbona, you stole something and you try to be Maktishin. The other one learned the Pshat and the Pesach was you stole the Korban, and it doesn't work, but, uh, right? but if you stole something and it was, and it was Miyash, and your Maktishin would work, so those, it's two different, it wasn't both, said by Rava, one was said by Rava and one was said by Rava's Talmud, Rav Papa. Let's go weiter. So we said that, uh, uh, that in our Mishnah we start off saying that uh, unlike Kefal, which applies by all objects, animate and inanimate objects, there's a din Kefal for Gneva. Dalet vehei, only chayv dalet vehei, if you steal a shore or a set. Minas tajlumi arba v'chamisha, fine. So one has asked like this, we had Earlier in the Masechta, we learned that even though, like by Shabbos, we learned Shabbos is the prototype, but the Torah says that your, your ox or your, 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 your donkey should not work. So we had, we brought riots that every time, there's a Xeris Shabbat, that every time you learn that the Torah talks about an ox or a donkey, 
it doesn't just mean an ox or donkey. None of your animals are allowed to work on Shabbos. It applies to all animals. Moses says, why don't we say the same thing over here? Why don't we say, even though the Torah gives the example of Shor and Seh, so let's learn out from Shabbos, is that it doesn't just mean a Shor or Seh. Any animal that you shecht or you sell, you're going to be high of Dalad or Hefer. Why is it Dafka, Shor and Seh? That's the Morris question. Sigmar says like this. So the Amai, why Davka Shorin said, says the Midiachrini Lo, nay live Shor Shor Mishabas, let's not exerce Shabba, Shor Shor Mishabas, like we see in other areas of Aloha. So Malahal and Chayva Ov, and just as over there, it's inclusive of wild animals and birds. So Kiyotzman have the same halacha legabe working on Shabbos. Tzavkan so too Chayva Ov Kiyotzman you should be Chayav Dalad Vehei with shechting or selling. So Amar Rava Amar Kro he says like this. The reason is because in the pasuk itself, if you take a look at the pasuk, the pasuk mentions Shor Oset twice. Let's go look at the beginning of the pasuk. Says Ki Ignov Ish when a person steals Shor Oset an ox or a sheep, and he either slaughters or sells it. Chamisha Bagisham Takas Ashor five times you have to pay five cattle for the Shor for Arbatzon and five sheep for the Seth, for the for the for the for the lamb. Now for the sheep. Now, you see it says twice. It says in the beginning of the Pasuk, Shor Oseh. And it says, again, at the end of the Pasuk, uh, 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 five times for the Shor and, five to- and four times for the Seh. So what is going to say, one of those mention, uh, the, the mentioning of the word Shor and Seh, which is twi- twice mentioned, one of them is redundant. And the reason why it's redundant is to tell you that the Torah is saying is Davka Shoran Seh, these halachas only apply, only by Shoran Seh, and don't learn out to that Zeyre Shava that you, that where other places where it uses the word Shor or Seh, or we use the word Shor at least, that you learn out from Shabbos, it applies to all animals. So the Gemara is going to go on to try proof which of these two Shoran Sehs are redundant. That's what we're going to focus on. But that's what the Gemara's answer is. So the Gemara says, I'll tell you why. Amarava, Amakra, Shorvase, Shorvase, Shnepaamim. It's doubled, it's mentioned double twice. Shorvase in Midiachrinilo to tell you that it's Davka, it's the redundancy is to tell me that it's Davka only Shorvase and nothing else. So Amri's, the Menei Shiva wanted to know, Hamiyatar, which of these statements, Shorvase, is the beginning of the Bosak Shorvase or the end of the Bosak Shorvase, which one is the redundancy? Maybe you'll tell me Shorvah said the Sefer. That it's the Shorvah said that's written at the end of the Posset. When it talks about not by the theft, but by the payment. Maybe the last Shorvah said by the payment, that's redundant. Someone says, so maybe you'll say, uh, it is the Shor and Seh of the Sefer's Miyater. Right? Why? How could you have written it? The Nicht of Rachmana, because maybe the Torah could have written. I know from the beginning of the post that we're talking about a Shor and Seh, because it says you stole a Shor and Seh. So maybe it should have said, Ki Yignov that when you steal a Shor Seh, and you either slaughter it or you, uh, you, you, you uh, uh, sell it, Instead of saying takas ashor, say five cattle instead of it, and four cattle uh, and and four sheep 
Tachtav instead of it. So use the word, the pronoun Tachtav it instead of saying Shor and Seah a second time. The fact that mention Shor and Seah a second time is redundant. Why is that redundant there? Don't see this. Tell me Tafka Shor and Seah, nothing else. Words is like this, but that would not work. Why? Because if the Torah would have written, not identified the Shor by name in the, by the payment, or the Seb by name in the payment, so then, maybe I would have said, would have written that way, I would have said like this. Maybe, but you would have said, you have to pay when you steal or a Shor or a Seb, and you either sell or slaughter, when it says four and five, you would have thought, you know what it means? Nine. You have to pay for any, if you perpetrated any type of theft and slaughtering or selling against a shore or a seh, you have to pay nine animals. Maybe that's what you would have said. So therefore, nine times for a shore and nine times for a seh. Five and four, but, but, but therefore, so it has to say, can't say instead of it, it has to say instead of the shore to teach me that it's not nine times, it's five for the shore and it's four for the set. Now, how could you think of me nine times? It says for it, it doesn't say, it says, it says specifically for it, you have to pay four times for it. So, is specifically for this, uh, you have to pay. Uh, individually four, five times or individually four times but not that you have to pay nine times. So it says So it's mashma tachtav tachtav implies for it if it's a shore and for it it's a set without even saying the word shore of a set. So it says you know, you can't say because it says tachtav tachtav twice because uh, uh, one of uh, and which meant that one of the uh, one of the tachtavs are extra to teach me that it's individually and not you have to pay nine times for any one. Where it says no, because one of those tachtavs are actually used for something else. We need the drosha. One of the tachtavs are not redundant. The drosha achrina, the sanya, yachol ganav shor shavemana. Let's say you stole a shor that was worth a hundred zuz. All right, so maybe you have to pay, means a good geshmaka gesunta shore, but maybe when it says you have to pay five times, you have to pay a shore, maybe it means a, a, a lean one, one that's only worth uh, 75 or 50, right? Ta'isham ta'chtam the gidin, pay shvacha ones, pay lean ones. Talmud Lomar, that's what the extra taftav, no, taftav means it has to replace it. It has to be worth the same thing that you stole. So taftav, it has to be taftav. You can't go ahead and look for weak, lean ones to, to, to pay the four or five with it. So therefore, if it's not extra, so therefore, the shor and seh in the safe are not extra, and if the shor and seh are not extra, then again, how do you know not to make the zera shava to all animals? So it says, you know what shor and seh are extra? Shor v'seh resha. The shor v'seh in the beginning of the posseh are the ones that are miyutar, that are, uh, are extra. The nicht of Rachmana, because the Torah could have written as follows. Ki yignov ish, when a person steals without writing the word shor, to say ki yignov ish, so, uh, and you shecht what you stole. Or you sell what you stole. But then the end of the passage will clarify. Five cattle for the shore. And four cattle for the sheep. And therefore you didn't have to write the word shore and say in the beginning of the passage. 
Simona says like this, the problem is if you wrote that, right? I would have thought that if you stole, uh, you have to steal both the shore and a sieve. You don't mention the word shore specifically, then maybe, or and says specifically, then maybe you would have thought that when you, you have to steal, steal both the shore and a sieve, that's when you pay the four and five uh, uh, payments. And then you shecht both of them. Was it? How could you think that you have to steal both and shecht both of them? Tvacho is mashman singular. Mashman only do one act of shechita, not two. Tvacho ksiv lechad, which implies you only have to shecht one. Whereas it no, because Ima, I would have thought adagon of tach travayu. Maybe the theft you have to steal both. And sell both. It means you only have to shaft one, but maybe you have to sell both. Again, the Gemara says, mashmoi, mashmo, ksiv, that's God. It's only one sale. Gemara says, yeah, I would have thought like this. The Ema, I would have thought to say, Havamino, Adagonev, Trey, you have to steal both, Utavachad, Umazabinchad. And one has to be shechted, the other one has to be sold. If you didn't mention specifically Shor and Seh in the beginning of the puzzle, I would have thought, yeah, in order to have to pay this four or five payment, you have to steal both, shecht one, sell one. Whereas it says, no, I would never thought you have to steal one and sell one, because it says, oh, mecharo. Oh is an option, not you have to do both, sell and steal. So therefore, oh, mecharo, ksiv. Vakati still I would have thought, I would have mistakenly thought, I the gun of Trabah, you still have to steal both. And you shecht one, it means shecht one of the two things you stole and leave the other one over. Or sell one of the two things you stole and leave one over. So therefore, you need to mention the shor and the seh specifically in the first part of the person to teach me that no, you don't have to steal both. It's one or the other. So Mara says, Ella says the more like this. The way to understand that there's a redundancy is that Ella shor the save of a sederesha miyater? You could have actually just mentioned the shor in the first part of the pasuk, and you could have mentioned the seh in the second part of the pasuk, and accomplished everything you want. You didn't have to mention the seh in the first part and the shor in the second. So there is a shor and seh that is redundant. It's not both in the first part or both in the second. One of the statements are redundant in the first part. One of them is redundant in the second one, and together the redundancy teaches us specifically shor and seh and no other animal. Right, Moses, how could have it written it? The Nift of Rahman the Torah could have written, Ki Yignov Ish Shor, if a person steals a Shor, Utvacho, and he shechts it, Umechara, or he sells it. Chamisha Bakar Yeshalem Tachtav. So then, uh, so it could have said, then he has to pay five times for it. Obviously, it's going on the Shor. And then I could have said, the Arbetzon, and you pay four sheep, without mentioning the stealing of the sheep. Obviously, if you have to pay four for the sheep, it means you stole the sheep. It means you didn't have to mention the stealing of the sheep in the beginning of the Pasuk, and you didn't have to mention the payment of the shore in the end of the Pasuk. You said you pay for it. So therefore, you now have Seh in the beginning of the Pasuk and Shor in the end of the Pasuk being extra. So Shor to save of Seh the Reish Alamali. Why is there that redundancy? Shema Mina, Shor Vaseh to teach me that specifically Shor Vaseh, do not compare it to Shabbos, Midiachrini, all other animals. You do not have a din of Dalit Vehei. Gentlemen, have a good day.